Good evening. I'm Tim. And I'm Lulu. Welcome from Bow Church in East London. And welcome to our Advent Reflections. Whether you've been going to church all your life, or you have no idea why you're watching this, whether you're part of our church here in Bow or not, you are welcome. Every Sunday, we will be giving a reflection on scripture to help you encounter the presence of God in these turbulent times. These aren't videos to watch, but to join in with. So when Lulu and I read scripture and pray, we're doing this with you and not for you. So whether you're someone who normally prays or not, join in with us now. Over the next few weeks, we will be reflecting on Advent, which begins one week from today. Advent is an ancient Christian tradition that's more than cardboard calendars and substandard chocolates. Advent is actually about learning to look forward. We remember the first coming, otherwise known as Christmas, when Jesus came as a baby after centuries of the people of God longing and hoping and waiting. But more than that, when he came, we believe Jesus began to renew all things. So that's where we are now, longing and hoping and dreaming of the completion of that. The end of time, the end of the story, when Jesus will return to judge and renew all things. The completion of what was began at Christmas. This is the hope of the Christian faith. Advent couldn't be more relevant for us this year. It is a season of joyful expectation, painful longing, and above all hope. So as England is in its second lockdown as the coronavirus crisis continues, we come to you with a message of hope. Each reflection gives an opportunity for all of us, wherever we are, to pause in the hurry and hustle of life to dwell in the words of scripture and encounter God. So, close the door, get comfortable, switch off your notifications, get ready, whatever else you need to do. And get ready for God to speak to you. Because we hope that as we read and reflect that more than our words, <laughs> that God himself will speak to you. To comfort you, challenge you, and fill you with his presence. And all of this is about hope. This week, hope speaks. As we begin, let's pray. Father God, we welcome your presence. We wait on you as you come to fill us. Would you fill our rooms and our hearts, Lord Jesus? God, we welcome you.
Amen. When God speaks, everything changes. The first words in the Bible are of God creating. It says in Genesis, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. God speaks and everything changes. Light is creative. Mountains are made, fields formed, sunsets and scorpions, deepest oceans and thickest forests. When God speaks, there is light. And when we look at creation, we see that God is a chatterbox. But he didn't just speak in order to create. God continued to reveal himself through history by speaking, and he is still speaking today. In the Old Testament, God calls Abraham and forms a people. And the history of this people is littered with God speaking his words into hopeless situations often to bring life and hope and change. There's this phrase, the word of the Lord, and it's always used throughout scripture to announce God speaking. And these words always come with hope and change. God's words always renew, restore, heal and change. Hearts are softened and warmed. Wars cease, tides are changed. The story of the Old Testament leads to the manger, to what we celebrate at Christmas. The story leads to Jesus, God becoming one of us. John's Gospel, one of the early biographies of Jesus, begins with these famous words often read at Christmas. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. And though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. When you're on a train, you can learn a lot about your fellow passengers. You can look at someone, look at what they're eating, 
look at what they're reading, look at what they're wearing, and if you're really sly, you can even see what they're texting. You can learn all these things, but you can deduce even more. You see their finger tapping, and so you think, oh, they're really stressed. You see that they're not wearing a wedding ring, so you deduce they're not married. You might be right about all these things, you might not. But would you say you've met the person? You haven't. If a person has never spoken to you, you haven't met them. A person is revealed when they speak. To meet someone, you have to introduce yourself to them. Or let them introduce themselves to you. You need to hear their voice. You need to hear their word. You need to introduce yourself to them or let them introduce themselves to you. The word is the externalization of a person, the authenticating witness of who a person really is. And John says, Jesus is the word of God, the word made flesh. You can pick up all kinds of bits of information about God, some of it true, some of it not, just like watching people on a train. But you haven't met God until you've met Jesus. You meet Jesus, you meet God. You know Jesus, you know God. You love Jesus, you love God. Have you met him? Do you know him? Do you love him? We're going to take a moment now to reflect on what Tim's just said, to take these words into our hearts. As the Apostle John wrote, Yet to all who did receive him, to all who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus, we want to know you. We welcome you into our hearts. We receive you in our lives. We want to know you, God. Thank you for your love. We want to know you better.
In creation, God spoke life into being. In Jesus, God spoke new life, recreation into being. When Jesus died, it wasn't the end of the story. He rose from the grave. And what God did then for Jesus, one day he will do for the whole cosmos. That's the end of the story. That's the hope. But it's breaking out amongst us now by the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be a Christian. Jesus, the Word of God, this is the basis of our hope. And we receive this hope like an interruption. Right in the middle of our mundane lives, our normal everyday experience, God's hope arrives. It's like a word spoken into silence. The Word of God interrupts the world of humans. It navigates a new way, creates a new future, new possibilities. This hope comes to us from the future. In our present circumstances, hope comes to us and asks us to dare to believe in a better future, better than the present. All of our current circumstances are challenging right now. The boundaries of lockdown keep changing. Local and global news is confusing and incessant. And many have lost loved ones or jobs and are experiencing deep grief. But as God's people, we can know hope. And it is his words that remind us of this and change us. We long for freedom, for community and places of celebration to be restored. We long for the Euros, for football that didn't happen, for raucous parties, mask-free shopping, for gathering in pubs and celebrating together. I long to be able to gather again with my church community, to worship God, to hug my friends and to celebrate together. Waiting for all this is making us weary. So whatever you're going through, whatever pain, sadness, frustration or despair that's particular to you, hope is the word God speaks. In your life, God has words to say, hope to speak. Because we believe in this God who speaks, we're now going to take some time to listen to God. First, bring to him your sadness, your frustration, disappointment or despair. And tell him that he can have it. Then imagine you are in front of Jesus on the cross. This is where God takes the worst of us and gives us the best of him because he died to take the worst of us and give us back the best of him. Tell him he can have it. 
let it go. Ask him now what he wants to say to you. What words of hope do you need to hear? Right where you are, right now, listen. wait for the God of the universe to speak to you. Now receive the words of hope that he has just spoken to you. Let his words transform you. Amen. Hope speaks. God interrupts our despair with hope like a word spoken into silence. And the word that God speaks is his son, Jesus, the word made flesh, who loves us and brings us new life. So we leave you with this blessing written to the early church. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.